Welcome to Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey. Start each week fresh with sound financial advice. Grab your coffee and maybe a pen. It's time to kick off your week with Matt. Welcome to another edition of Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey here with me to talk maybe some counterintuitive advice on why we should maybe not invest in a 401k. Now, you might be scratching your head and saying, wait, what? Everybody goes into the 401k. Now, don't get us wrong. It's a great tool, and it's a very useful tool, and in some cases, it can be the best investment vehicle. You know, It has different benefits and tax advantages, but sometimes it's always not the best either. Not always, but it sometimes can maybe not be the best, or there's other alternatives that you might want to look at, depending on what's going on in your financial situation. So we're going to highlight a few of those so that you can kind of see where we're coming from on this standpoint. And again, never make a decision or take any action without checking with a qualified professional as it relates to your unique situation. But these are some reasons why maybe putting all of your money in a 401k is not necessarily the best idea. So this is a little thought-provoking episode that Matt and I are going to get into on this conversation. What's going on, my friend? How are you this week? Mark, I'm doing excellent. Um, you know, it's the middle of summer. Well, getting close to the beginning of summer, I should say. It is, I got to remind myself, we are still in June. Yes, we are. Yes, <laughs> I think are. it's the uh, 21st is the first day of summer. So technically, you know, right? I mean, Memorial Day but, is like the unofficial kickoff, right? It, it is. That's why I say the middle of summer already because the kids have been out of school now, yeah. you know, since the uh, first of June for yeah, us. Right, and um, right. yeah, we're kind of, kind of in the middle. Almost. Yeah. So yeah. it feels 4th like of it July, anyway. yeah. Fourth of July is a sure bet though. So that's a couple weeks away. But yeah. Um yeah. Doing doing good. I good. hope you guys are all doing well. Doing fantastic. Yeah, listen, absolutely. I hope everybody's uh, enjoying their uh, their couple of uh, weeks in June already. But uh, let's let's get into this conversation, Matt, because it is a little interesting sounding, right? So, you know, we're all told, hey, Take the job, you know, uh, enroll in the four hundred one k, you know, put the money in there, rock and roll, right? And uh, and again, mm-hmm. it's a it's a fantastic vehicle, but I've got a few reasons why maybe you shouldn't be putting all your dollars or as many, you know, like maxing it out. Um, if there's some other things that might work better for your specific situation. So I've got okay. a couple of those I want to highlight. So let's start with something simple, like if you simply don't have an emergency fund. Let's go with the kind of the um, hypothetical mat of uh, you're putting, um, you know, 10, 12% into your 401k, right? That's how much you're taking out of your check, putting it in there. But you have like, you know, less than one month's worth of, of money sitting in the bank should an emergency arise, should you lose your job, get fired, be disabled, whatever, right? Probably not the best move. Maybe you should pair that back a little bit instead of dropping 10, 12% in. Maybe you should drop it down to the company match. And just do that so that you can shore up that emergency fund. That might be one avenue. What do you think? Well, that's a good point. Um, You've got a 401k, you're participating. If there is a company match, that's always an attractive, hey, I need to take at least what the company's matching, right? If your company matches 3%, 4%, 5 6%, if you contribute that much yourself, think about it, that's 100% return on that money. You should definitely do the free money, right? So it would make sense to take it, but. If you don't have an emergency fund, like you said, you got lots of people that don't keep hardly anything in the bank. Right. And um, that is a concern because very often nowadays with the prices gone up, you know, if there's a, a week where you, you know, need to help somebody out or you you yourself don't have, let's say you take off some time for work for vacation and you, and you don't have that money in your paycheck, you might need to grab some money out of the bank for even for groceries or gas or whatever that expense might be. 
normally we recommend having three months of expenses. Um, I think three is pretty good. Some advisors will say six months, three to six months. If you don't have at least one month of your expenses in an emergency fund, I get real concerned for you. Um, so yeah, definitely, if you don't have that in the bank, you should probably pare down how much you're contributing to that 401k until you build that emergency fund balance. Uh, so if you're making 60000 a year, you got 10%, 6000 going into that 401k, drop that down to the company match. Maybe it is 5%. You know, you contribute 5% for a while, and then you contribute, um, you know, that's $3,000 a year going into that emergency fund, and you'll build that fund up uh, little by little. But I, I would be more comfortable if you had $5,000 in the bank. You know, right, if you're making right. 60000 a year, even keep one month of your expenses in the bank, in cash. That way, if your car breaks down, you know, you have an emergency on your home that needs fixing. Sure. Or yeah. or a sick family. Just whatever. You might have I mean, to book a trip to, to visit them. Yeah. You know, I mean, think about COVID. $1, right, Matt. Think about COVID. What, how many people, you know, when things started happening and people were shutting down uh, and they couldn't go to work, right? They didn't have enough emergency fund. They, they learned real quick that uh, that wasn't good, right? You know, waiting on stimulus checks or whatever to get by. But still, they learned quickly that if they'd had emergency fund built up a little higher, they might not have been in, in such a bad pickle while they were waiting on in those extra funds or whatever. So now, granted, yeah. that's a unique situation. Hopefully, we'll never encounter again. But still, it's something to think about why you need to have that emergency fund in place. And again, right. don't get us wrong. We're just kind of talking about some ways to think about it. It may not always be the optimal choice to you know pump as much as possible into a 401k. Um, you mentioned the, the employer contribution. I mentioned it as well. That's number two on the list. If you're employer employer doesn't offer matching contributions, then there's definitely other vehicles you should look at. Maybe just looking at a regular IRA or a Roth might be a better way to go. True. Because what happens, and I just, I'm just i just going to pair back to that emergency real quick. Sure. If you don't have an emergency fund in the bank and then an emergency comes up, if you try to tap your 401k, you either have to A, have a loan provision to loan money, but if you have to take a significant chunk out you're going the IRS mandatory mandates that they withhold 20% for taxes plus there's a 10% penalty if you're under 59 and a half so it'll cost you probably 30% or more just for taking money out of that 401k for your emergency so you don't want that to cost you that you don't want a penalty so that's why you should make sure they have that emergency fund funded now on to this next one uh, if your employer doesn't match your contributions, mm -hmm. uh, and if you if you're not maximum funding the the four hundred one k anyways, yeah, there's definitely a lot more options out there in the investing universe that can be better than what's in your four hundred one k. A lot of times, the four hundred one k, although it's low expense for you, does cost your employer something, and with that cost comes the thought of hey, what what can we get for this amount of money, and who's the best provider for that you're going to have a limited selection. So if you're going to the, pulling out the menu um, at the restaurant, you might get a couple of appetizers and the main dish and one dessert, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right. and if we, if you want to go invest that money elsewhere, you know, you pull out a menu and you, you have, um, it's a appetizers, right. desserts, drinks, the buffet, the whole thing. So yeah, 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 there's a lot more advantage outside the 401k. So if your employer doesn't match and you're not concerned about getting in the full contribution every year, then definitely um, talk to us or talk to your advisor about, hey, what else is out there and available? Can I can I participate in a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA? Yeah, they'll do an adequate job for you as far as getting that money into the market, getting it. But you'll have a lot more investment options to choose from, and it, often it's better 
might be a little bit more expensive, so you got to look at that. But um, definitely, it's going to make a big difference in the long run. Yeah, I mean, you have more control and you have more options. Uh, you know, if you're going someplace else, especially if your employee doesn't match at all. Now, again, if they do, it's you know, a lot of advisors will say, "Hey, definitely take the free money." Clearly, you know, let's say you got to put in five percent to get the match. Well, you do the five percent, but instead of putting that that other five or or, or seven or eight or ten that you might be you know wanting to put away for retirement, you look at another vehicle to do that. Now, another option nowadays, Matt, and this is going to go to my next one. I want to talk about if you're worried about future tax increases, maybe a traditional four hundred one k isn't the place to be because you are waiting on that tech, that tax time bomb. However, due to the Secure Act 2.0, more employers now are making the Roth 401k available. And if that is an option, then that 401k may be where you want to look at more than the traditional because of the tax benefits. Yeah. The big thing to bring up here is there's a big question mark when it comes to future taxes and right. tax increases. We don't know. Well, and, we don't um, know, but we can, on- there's a pretty good guess, Matt. I mean, $32 trillion says they're going up. There's a pretty, yeah, we, <laughs> right? we have been at one of the lowest tax levels of our time. So right. back in the day, you know, when I, when we think um, 30 years prior to where we're at, when you're putting money in the 401k, you thought, hey, we're going to be in a lower tax bracket in retirement. And that wasn't necessarily true for a lot of those people because they worked their whole life at a company. They got a pension and social security. So actually, a lot of the people that have retired in the last 20 years, let's say, Sometimes they might have a higher tax bracket, depending on how, you, how you're how you set up. But yeah, if we're worried about future tax increases and we're participating in the 401k, you might want to, like you said, check out that Roth option. If that is available, mm-hmm. um, you got to look at this independently or on an individual basis. So you got to assess what your tax liability is now and what that you know, deduction is now today compared to where we might be in the future. Right. As as Mark indicated, you will likely have a have a tax increase in the future just because of the way that um, the budget happens in the United States. They're, they're so, spend happy, let's be honest, right? So, they're spend happy yeah. and nobody's doing a whole lot to reduce the deficit. Yeah, so yeah. Um, that would change if I was in office, of course, but um, I'm not in office. Right <laughs> <now>. so. <laughs> well, so let's talk real fast about, about that um, the Roth and stuff. So not only did the Secure Act 2.0, Matt, make that, you know, uh, more of an option where more companies, uh, well, they're making, it's easier for companies to access even smaller companies now, but they also made it to where the matching funds now can be put into a Roth as well. So if you're listening out there and you're thinking, yeah, I want to get the match for sure, because it's free money, but I would like to take advantage of the tax, you know, the tax nature of paying the taxes now while we're in a lower bracket versus potentially what it could be later, then again, Again, it may be worth having that conversation because many companies now with the Secure Act 2.0, they will now be able to match the funds in the traditional or the Roth, right? Roth 401k, Correct. depending on you know what what they have set up. So you got to check with the HR department, you know, and all that kind of stuff for what the provider is doing. But it still is an option for you to think about. So good stuff, yeah. I think. There in that regard, it's just a matter of finding the right scenario for you. Yeah, absolutely. And those. So if the company does offer, and it's still up to the companies, and a lot of these changes haven't really been implemented with a lot right, of companies. Right, they come, come because, over time, right? 23, yeah. 24, 25, before they all get implemented, but yeah. Yep, but as they're reviewing their plans year by year, it's definitely something you should ask the HR person about and say, hey, if you if you want to, if you're worried about those future tax increases, you know, mm-hmm. and the, the Roth 401k is an option, you might consider paying that tax on the on the money today mm-hmm. and contributed to the Roth because it does come out tax free if you follow the rules. Yeah. And um, I'm working with somebody right now who's 
who's taken a retirement a little bit early and uh, their Roth portion of their 401k is going to come in real handy to pay off that final debt before they're able to step into retirement. Yeah, great point. Yeah. They can can take it out and not pay income tax on it and it doesn't affect the the tax for for the year on the rest of their income. That's a great point. Actually, it's a good segue into the next one I have on the list, which is if you need, maybe need money before retirement. So something's coming up, Matt, and you know you're going to have to pull some money out and you're going to probably have to do it from a retirement account. Uh, and you're not 59 and a half, right? And you're talking, again, we're talking about reasons to not invest in a traditional 401k. Um, If you have to pull this money out, let's say for your daughter's wedding or your son's wedding or whatever, right? And the only place you can access this money is going to be going into your 401k. Well, you're going to be hit with a few things, right? You're going to have to pay the taxes on it and also penalties. So that's another reason to ponder that, right? So if you know that something's coming down the pike, maybe it's not a good idea to dump all that money in there. Maybe you should be, again, looking at another alternative vehicle. Yes, absolutely. And and you got to pay attention to this, folks, because those rules are rules that the IRS implements and not your financial, not your employer or um, your financial advisor. The custodians and stuff, yeah. Exactly. And so if you're withdrawing early before retirement age of 59 and a half, um, there are a couple of ways you can do that and allow yourself not to incur a penalty. But if you don't pay attention, there is a big 10% federal penalty for taking money out of your retirement accounts before that age. Um, and if you want to retire early, you got to pay attention to that stuff. Yeah. So, hey, Matt, think um, about this too. It's like a triple whammy. Let's say let's say it happened this year or last year when the market's down and you have yep. to take some money out, right? So not only are you paying the taxes when you pull the money out, paying the penalty, but you're also taking out during the down market. So you're kind of getting triple whammied, right? As well, because your accounts are down because it's down 20% or whatever, you know, might be happening. So again, just another reason to kind of factor that in and possibly consider doing, and this is why this is diversification 101, right? So there's nothing wrong with the 401k, but maybe you you just put just enough in to get the company match. And then you have some other vehicles that are providing other resources and other ways for you to, uh, to access that money as you're getting older. Exactly. And so you need to pay attention again, like I said, to those rules, um, there's a lot of things that can be set up to ride alongside of a qualified company plan, um, like an emergency fund that you have, like we talked about earlier, or you could set up a personal brokerage account or your own personal Roth outside of that retirement plan. That would give you a little bit more flexibility too. So there's a number of things because Roth, you know, if you have your Roth IRA, you can access what you contributed. If you've had it, you know, if you follow the rules, you can access your your principal, what you put into that, you can get that back out without incurring a penalty. And following the Roth rules, then too, once you reach that magic age, you know, obviously all the money comes out tax free. But right. as you said, Mark, too, is it, you know, these are really good thoughts to have before I participate in my 401k fully. Right. Um, let's take a look and make sure we have access to funds outside of the 401k, especially when we get closer to retirement age. You might have a a medical expense, or you might have, you know, that savings goal, you want to pay off something. If it's all on the other side of the tax barrier, and we got to pull it out early, you pay taxes, you pay penalties. And if you have to pull it out in a down market for God forbid, um, you're you're taking it out whether the shares are lower. Um, yeah, it can be that triple whammy to your 
nest egg. Yeah, and um, sure. that's not a good place to be when you need money. Well, let's finish this last one, Matt, with just the concept of control. So whether you have left a 401k behind and you're no longer at the company, but your money still is in a 401k, uh, or you just have concerns about your, the control level that you have over a 401 because, again, the custodians and the HR, you know, they kind of set the rules for that stuff, then that could be just another reason why you should consider looking at a different type of vehicle. So, again, the company match, if you're getting it, maybe just enough to kind of get that free money, but then look at other places where you have more control over fees or flexibility or investment options. And we kind of covered this already a little bit, but just to kind of bring it back around, I think control is maybe the biggest reason other so people may look to, to someplace else besides a 401k. Yeah. I mean, if there's not a big problem with your plan right now, it might be a, a, a decent place to have your... Uh, your oh, absolutely. Parked. Yeah. But um, you might be a business owner listening to this podcast too and saying, what what do, what do am I getting? How much control do we have? And and um, one of the things I'll do with, with you is uh, take an independent look at what's, what's there, how much are you getting charged for it? Uh, like you said, Mark, concerns about your plan um, might be education if you're not getting educated through the plan or don't have enough information to, to make a good determination on if you're saving enough for retirement, mm-hmm. um, give us a call because we can run we can run that analysis for you. And we, we just use the value of your plan assets. But I can also look at with you what the plan assets are. How's, how's that thing performing? And are you invested? Are you diversified within that? Or are you all in one fund? Um, one of the, one of my love hate relationships with 401ks is the target date funds. Um, <laughs> right. They, t- they tend to be, well, you know, they, they tend to be um, kind of like the, a, a smattering of three soups combined into one big pot. Yeah. And um, what well, it's easy. Is, for, they're, they're so easy for us as, out in the world, right? We take the job. We yeah. don't know what to do. Oh, the 2040, that's when I'm <laughs> going to retire. So that's easy. Let me just do that. And I get it. Yeah. That's why they made it, right? They made it easy for that yep. reason. Yeah, exactly. And and so the target date funds are good for that reason, but they're bad for the reason of they're not managed according to your individual risk tolerance. And um, oftentimes you'll find that they're way more risky than your your typical investor. And secondly, is when you when we had the crash of two thousand and eight, a lot of the twenty ten target date funds lost over seventy percent. It was a bad, bad situation. If you're managing somebody to be ready to retire in two years, they should have a lot more fixed income. There should be a lot less volatility. So those target date funds, if you look, try to look and see what's in them. Oftentimes, within four hundred one k plans, those some years ago, maybe five to eight years ago, they started getting a little foggy with what was in them mm-hmm. and they give the managers a lot of flexibility so they can put all your stuff in cash, take it out of the market when it's supposed to be in the market. Uh, there's just a lot of negatives there. So I like to look at all the options with you, develop a strategic plan for you, make sure it's managed according to your risk and your time horizon for retirement. And you'll often outperform that from a volatility perspective. Hope, hopefully from a return perspective, you'll be close and um, you'll have a much smoother ride to retirement. So, uh, like you you, like we talked about, if you have if you have concerns about the structure of the plan, flexibility or the control, definitely give us a call. Um, if you're an employer looking for maybe an outside opinion or an independent analysis, we do that. Um, we also sponsor 401k plans here, so 
we'd, we'd be happy to talk to you about that too. Yep. And at the end of the day, again, I thought we'd kind of go with an interesting take on this uh, as and uh, looking at just reasons to ponder why it's maybe not the uh, maybe not the most ideal vehicle for you to use. And then again, it could be, right? So it's important to have that analysis done to find out uh, how to be as efficient and optimal with our savings and our planning for retirement as possible. So Matt and the team can help. Give them a call at 989-401-2949. 989-401-2949 or stop by the website greatlakesretirementsolutions.com and book some time with him through the website greatlakesretirementsolutions.com don't forget while you're there click on the podcast page and subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify uh, all the major platforms there so Matt thanks for hanging out man and breaking this down it was a fun episode yeah thank you Mark and uh, thanks everybody for listening and if you're not sure how much you should be putting in that 401k give us a call we'll look at your financial situation independently and uh, make sure that you got all these boxes checked before we move forward. And uh, then you can find out how much you should be contributing. There you go. And we'll see you next time here on Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey, investment advisor representative and the owner at Great Lakes Retirement Solutions. We'll see you next time. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.